What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to say I hope you and all your loved ones are safe right now. Thank you guys for listening to the show and tuning into the show every week. I appreciate y'all so much for being on this journey with me. And also, if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And also, please leave a comment. Let other people know what you think. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Mike Brown. It's Star to Letting Go. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I got a special guest in the building. Um, shit, one of the funniest people I know, like, even before you was doing comedy, like, you still was just funny as hell, like, just being in school and shit. Um, can you let the people know who you are? I am Pat Johnson, legend. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I do. Thank um, you. Thank you. That's my intro always. <laughs> That's what's up. Before we jump into the conversation, Pap, I wanted to bring me, you, and the listeners in the same space so you could keep your eyes open or you could close them. But we're going to take three breaths together and I'll guide us through those breaths. So, okay. Are you ready? Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in one more time. And let it go. Yeah, man. Shit, I'm glad to have you here. Like, it's definitely been... A long time. I feel like I've ran into you a couple of times out here, but yeah. I haven't, haven't really hung with you since. Like I, I saw you at that comedy show. I was actually on a date uh, <laughs> that night, <laughs> <laughs> and he was very offended by like all the gay jokes. Like he just was like not feeling it. I thought it was pretty funny, but <laughs> <laughs> but man, Pap, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm actually doing great, man. This is, this is a beautiful time to be alive. We get yeah. to be a part of history. We, uh, we get to, you know, I feel like this is probably the freest time, uh, niggas been had in a long time. You know what? I agree with you. And I've been, I've been saying the same thing because, uh, Man, like since this quarantine hit, it seemed like you really get to choose whatever the fuck, however the fuck you want to continue life after this. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like that's what we've been fighting for. And, um, you know, I think that's what everybody shoots for is a, the, the ability and the chance to live how they feel. So with everything being shut down and, you know, having to stay to yourself, you you're able, I feel like I'm able to sit down with myself and learn myself and figure out really what uh, fuels me and gets me going. Cause it's like the days blend together. So yeah. Like you can sit and be like, Oh man, I got, Oh man, I'm just wasting time or, or you're not doing nothing or you could just like do whatever the fuck you want to. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you know, you saying the days blending together, it feels like the days like, it almost seemed like the day's been blending together and like just the, the smoke and the mirrors was pulled back, but we just was filling it up with so much bullshit that you couldn't tell, you know, this is just one long continuous ass day. 
Yeah, man. I, I listen to, I've been listening to Gary B uh, at the beginning of the year. He be dropping a lot of gems. I know he a white man, but he be dropping a lot of Because <laughs> his show shit is like, you got to change your mentality about yourself and your abilities. Um, and people are always like, man, I don't got time. I don't got this. And he's like, bro, just do it. Like, do you want to spend eight years working up to the shit you're trying to do? Or do you just want to immerse yourself in it now? And you'll learn as you go. And then in the the next eight years, you'll be where you want to be at instead of waiting to start. Yeah, no. man. Real shit. He'd be on people's head. He'd be like, oh, what, you at your nine to five? And what, you look forward to happy hour? It's like, think about that. Work is so terrible that they literally invented something for people to drink immediately after work. <laughs> That's real. That's yeah. real. So... Man, it's, it's funny, you know, because I feel like you've been on this shit. And I say that because I was thinking about you today when I was thinking about uh, recording this shit. And I was like, man, I remember that time you came to my crib and I was making beats and I was so in my head about like just how the shit was going to sound. And you were just like, fuck that shit. Just make the shit. And just whatever comes out of that shit just comes out of that shit. Um, and now I feel that shit. And I understand it. Back then I was just so like, you know. I, I kind of needed that validation in my life and now I'm in a place of like, fuck it. But like, how, how do you feel like, like what, what had you there at that time in your life? Uh, I felt like I've been like, I, I give a lot of credit to my, uh, my cousin slash brother, John Michael, uh, RIP. He was, uh, he passed when we was young, but for me, he was like, a fearless nigga. Yeah. Even though young, he was very fearless. He was a tiny little, he was like a Russell Westbrook, like straight up, like baby Russell Westbrook, but just fearless. So everything we want to do is just like, yo, we're going to just go attack shit. And yeah. when he passed, I kind of just, I was in a real dark place because that was my brother. And I was, I was like young. I really didn't, uh, know how to process. I still don't know how to process. It's hard. You, there's no, there's no way anybody knows how to process death and, at all. And, you know, losing a loved one. So I was, I lived in a, in a, in a, not a, not the best of areas, but I had a moment in time where it was like I was real sad and real like just angry, and I just like one day. I don't know if he spoke to me or whatever. It was just like, yo, you have an opportunity to be happy. You have life. And if you have life, then it is up to you to determine how you want to live it. And I wanted to be happy. I wanted to, and you know, losing a brother, I have friends and I just wanted people to know that I loved them because that's how I felt like I knew that that nigga knew I loved him, but I knew that a lot of other people didn't really know how much I care for them, how much I love them. So I would hug people. I would tell them I love them. I would just like, we're going to have these good moments together. That way, if anything does happen, no matter what it is, we have, we, we always look back on those good memories. So the best thing you can do is build as many good memories as possible. Yeah, man. I appreciate you sharing that. And sorry to hear about your cousin, man. Um, mm -hmm. It made me think about something that 
Byron Young told me because when my grandmother passed, I asked him like, how do you, how do you get over the shit? And not necessarily get over it, but how do you get through it? Because I just felt like I wasn't going to get through it. And he told me, you know, just create new memories. And uh, yeah, man, that shit has really, it like, it's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. But at the same time, that shit keeps me going. Like it, it doesn't allow me to sit in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yo, you can spend the rest of your life being sad. And that's a sad ass life. That ain't. I don't know if that's really what people want to do with their lives, but, you know, I feel like we are trying to be happy. And the truth is you have control of that. And I mean, I miss my nigga every day, but I'm also understanding that, yo, like, I have to be uh, happy. I have to enjoy what I have because you lose things, but there's so much other things that you, you gain. And, you yeah. know, hadn't, uh, you know, met people and, you know, been the person I am, we probably, we wouldn't be talking today. Right. Yeah. You know? And so that's all I could really do is have these memories and, and create memories and good memories with people when I share the space world. That's all I can do. That's all I need to do. After that, so be it. Man. Man, I... I appreciate you being here. I really do, man. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What makes you happy today, though? It's going to sound funny. Uh, It sounds funny to me. Uh, Being the nigga that I am. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so real. It's so real. Like, I've I've really, really been embracing that uniqueness and really wanting people to see that shit in themselves, man. Like, that's your superpower. Yeah, it's 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 hard. I'm in I I got I'm in therapy right now. Okay. And and that is one of the things that my therapist uh beats into me, which is show up for yourself. Yeah. It was like, yo, you know, and it was, it was, it was good. It, it was very good for me to hear that because I was in the session. I was, I was, me and my girl was beefing. Uh, is it still going? Okay. Yeah. My mom called. <laughs> we were, me and my girl was beefing and I was just in the, I was in the therapy session. I was just like, hella mad. I was like, man, these motherfuckers got me fucked up. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He was like, you got you fucked up. <laughs> That's real as fuck, though. Oh, man. And and he told me, he was like, yo, like, do you understand that you are, you are giving other people the power to control you because you're concerned about how they're treating you, blah, blah, blah. And the truth is you are, you are tripping off of that because you don't show up for yourself. Yeah. So you live in, you, you're disappointed. I, he was like, you disappoint yourself. So you look for other people to bring you up. Now, when you start showing up for yourself, you're not living in disappointment. So now you can live with yourself. You can be happy with the decisions you made and you don't care about really what anybody else has to say because you can hear that and just be like, well, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. 
I know myself. I'm happy with myself. So it don't matter. And that shit was like eye-opener, bruh. Yeah. Now that therapy is real, man. Yeah. So shouts out to Roland. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. As you talking and I'm listening to you, like something that I think about is just where I knew you in your life. And it makes me curious to know, like, what advice would you give to your younger self about life? Uh, nigga, live it up. Yeah. Explore. Explore. Learn, learn to, you know, not be in control. Learn how to, you know, go, go with the flow, but also, you know, make good decisions. I know I've made some terrible decisions in my life, uh, but... But that's how you learn. That is how you, that is how you learn. And uh, I mean, I would tell myself to uh, network more in college. But other than that, I'm pretty I'm pretty good where where I'm at. So and it's funny. Someone asked me uh, last year if I could go back in time to like 15 years old or 10 years old and still knowing everything you know. Would you go back? And I was like, Nah. Nah, hell and nah. And they was like, why? What? What? But you could do this? And I was like, nah, you don't understand. Like, nigga, it was so many times I, was, I probably should have been dead. It's like, do you not understand the circumstances? Like, the percentage is not good. So, right. me, me, it's <laughs> like, it's and, and just knowing the shit, like, I mean, you, you kind of figure it out in those situations. So, like, knowing you might, you know, you might fuck up how the story goes. Yeah. You know, uh, Game of Thrones. I don't know if you watch that. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Not really. Nah. I well, I I advise every black person to watch <laughs> the Thrones. Okay. I it's it's the best storytelling possible, but it also it speaks on politics and uh just uh human nature. But there's uh there's one person in there, uh she's the daughter of an ex-king or whatever. And she go through, everybody go through hella shit, right? And so she goes through hella shit, and then she's finally reunited with her family eventually, and she tells her family what happens. And they're like, oh, man, I'm sorry for what happened to you. You know, I wish I could have stopped it. And she literally cuts them off and is like, yo, I'm not sorry, because if that stuff wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Man. That's the truth. It, it's it's you know things happen and you gotta you gotta take them and you gotta realize what hap- what took place and you know move forward. Yeah, but not you know for me not even looking as far back as you know ten fifteen years. I don't want to go back to pre COVID, and that's on some real shit. Like yeah. I I wouldn't be here today if I didn't experience them them you know the moments of isolation and loneliness and shit like it's to the point now where I understand if I feel too much pressure with everything dropping all that shit and then rebuilding it slowly because that's yeah. all we've been doing is like fuck you got this you got this you got this and you just gotta completely stop <laughs> stop everything and then take on what was most valuable so you know I don't want to I don't want to go back to normal man. I don't know. I mean, I got me a chain. I, it's thin. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm living my best life. I'm like, how do I, how do I want to live? So. Man, that's real, man. How's the comedy going? 
Um, and really, how has the transition been from, you know, doing stand-up to now doing it virtually? I would say it's not that different. It just, it's, it's hard to explain comedy because yeah. it's so it's it's so many levels and it's so intricate with everything because like we watch as regular people we watch the stand-ups and the specials and shit that's on tv and we like oh that's comedy that's that's what it is but the actual nature and business of it is like it's so many like overseas leagues and <laughs> and minor leagues and minor minor leagues and fucking just sad shit <laughs> but kind of like music yeah uh yeah yeah you know how you like just like niggas that be rocking arenas but then it's also motherfuckers that do like smaller venues but then it's also niggas that just do open mics yeah yeah and do live shows and the niggas that do the <laughs> Get on the train and be like, "Hey, everybody! I just want y'all listen up for two minutes." Yeah. I'm about to do song. So, for that, it. But the truth is, I I love all of this shit because it really it exposes everybody to show their heart. Do you want it? Yeah, man. Yeah. Are you are you really a comedian or are you somebody who waits for opportunities to be given to you? in order to showcase yourself. Because at this point in time, we can't go to clubs and you can't do anything, but you could be in your house writing. You can literally drop a set on your Instagram or your Zoom or your OnlyFans or whatever you got. <laughs> and you can start building your, your fan base up because everybody's being held captive in their homes and they're looking for entertainment. Dog. I swear, and I keep, I keep, I feel like I say this every episode, but I feel like I have to say it so people really understand what the fuck I'm saying. This nigga Diddy did a fucking State of the Union on Revolt with fucking Zoom cameras. A whole TV show. Killer Mike shit was all in his face, and like anybody, like we all are at the same playing field right now, man. We all at the same level. So it's like, why not take advantage of that shit? Because we've been, we've been trained to, to be workers. That's the truth. We, oh, we are trained to be workers, <laughs> not, uh, I don't want to say entrepreneurs, but that power, this shit I talked about earlier, you, you gotta, you gotta understand your power that you have in yourself in order to even push yourself to drop some shit independently yeah. without some, somebody else telling you like, Hey man, this shit going to be a good look or, Oh bro, I love your shit. It's like, that's the scary part. Motherfuckers want the notoriety and the praise, but that comes after the work, after doing right. the work hella, hella times over. Right. With no, with no, with no one seeing you, and that's what I that's what I'm really loving about myself right now is that I'm still willing to put the work in because this shit it brings me back to when I was a little kid at the house on punishment. It was like Man game. All my friends live in the next city. I'm just in my room. What am I gonna do? I'm a draw. I'm a write so I'm gonna make some stupid shit up. And that's like people hating on TikTok, but how you gonna say you a comedian and then the next person who just a regular person got more content than you? 
they want it. They they and that they gonna get the looks because they willing to do this shit. Yeah. So I wasn't on the Zoom shows at first. Actually, I was doing improv. I was enjoying that because I was like, I, I want to explore another form of comedy that I'm not used to, like being in the pocket with stand up. It's like I feel very comfortable with stand up. So it's like, let me challenge myself. Let me go somewhere else. I'm enjoying improv more than I've ever enjoyed improv in my life. That's what's up. And I mean, all that shit gives you tools for for the big thing, right? Yeah. Because at some point in time, all the comedians that that trying to get specials and on are going to have to learn how to act. Right. That's where the money comes from. I'm like, I've been telling motherfuckers, I was like, yo, we know Eddie Murphy, but we know him as an actor slash comedian. Yeah. Yeah. When you say Murphy, if you say stand up, what are you going to say? Delirious and raw? That's two hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> the nigga been in the game almost 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It's that work, it's, man. It's the work. It's the, it's the work. So I, I really enjoy this time to just be creative, enjoy myself. Um, I've been working out. Like I said, I got this chain, so I was like, man, I got to get a chest for the chain. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. I didn't know how much, like, paying bills and rent was, like, such a burden on me. Because as soon as 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 the shit happened, I was like, I ain't paying nothing (laughs) until until we in the clear. Yeah. Been living fancy free. (laughs) That's what's up, man. That's fucking dope. Wow. Man, so, Pap, what advice would you give to somebody that's just on the come up with whatever they're doing? Because to me, you know, the way you talk about comedy, the same way I think about music, the same way I think about podcasting, like just being passionate about something. But what advice would you give to somebody like just pursuing a passion? Um. Find a field that you like, that you really enjoy, whatever really interests you. Uh, ask yourself questions. Challenge, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Um, I think about that. Like, when I got into comedy, it was just, I want to do stand-up. I had no real idea about it. So I went about it, like, real sketchily, but... The more I got into it, the more you immerse yourself. You find your lane, and the work is always the most important part, is that you do the work. You got to do the work. You got to immerse yourself in this. You got to, you can't, you can't go tell people what you want to do. You got to show them what you want to do. Because no one, especially in LA, no one believes shit you got to say until you got some hard evidence. And so and it really just every every day, every day, do something in your field. That should be the only thing that uh important to you. You know? Uh all the greats, they talk about this shit. Kanye, I know people got problems with Kanye right now. I love Kanye personally. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, you know, he's at a place right now. He just did the deal with Gap. And, and people forget, people really forget that he literally told y'all that I fucking made, what, three beats a day? No, 10 beats a day for three summers? Yeah. That's, he telling you, I work. It was like, it ain't nothing else. I'm not talking about no women. I'm not talking about getting to Jay-Z. I got to make these beats because this shit is in me. Once I got this, this I got a catalog. I can't be denied because I'm going to have a beat or something for anything you want. Right. And that's how, that's how you do it. And that's how you really do it. You got to make it your life. It, if you want to, you know, get to where people talk about greatness and all that shit, it's like you got to dedicate your life to it. You can't, yeah. you can't just wibble wobble up out of there or just think that you're going to play with it. Then you're going to have, you know, mixed results. And mixed results is usually going to fuck with you. You're going to be like, you're going to look at somebody else coming up and be like, man, how they come up before me? But you don't ask yourself, am I really out here making them, them 10 beats? Right. A day? Right, yeah. Because as soon as you tell a nigga, all right, do that, and they be like, oh, that's, that's that hard. <laughs> you, that's when you just got to be like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know what's harder? Going to work five days out the week when you don't want to do that shit. Yeah, that's real as fuck. That's real, man. So that's what I, I've learned over this time. It's like, yo, we got we got real control and power of our lives, but you also got to take responsibility for where it's at at this point in time. And yeah. at any point, pick that shit up and get the ball rolling. If it's in your heart. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, American way, man, we like to bitch. <laughs> we like to bitch and, and, you know, sit there and, and, and beg for it and, and stick our hands out. So it's all good. Yeah, man. Shit, I got one more question for you. <laughs> um, what is one piece of advice or one lesson that you could share with the listeners? be true to yourself be true to yourself I think that uh, that resonates for everything I said earlier if you're not true to yourself you'll be disappointed with yourself which is going to cause a lot of conflict and anguish mentally um, if you're not living the way you want to and in the fashion, if you feel any type of restrictions, constrictions, um, that will get to you at some point in time. I'm seeing, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it a lot with, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people of color who have like white friends or immerse themselves in the white world. They, they're now really upset with their friends and they don't understand. It's like, but in all actuality, you mad at yourself because you let a lot of shit slide and go and you were operating this way because you thought you were going to be rewarded with something for being, you know, as they used to say in the, in the old days, a sober minded Negro. Yeah, so. man, I, I, I was going to make that the last question, but now you, you didn't, you didn't opened up 
a little more. And uh, man, I'm really in a place of like, I'm kind of just like, fuck racism on some real shit. Like that shit is not gonna control me and what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of mind blowing to me, like, you know, rather than putting all this energy into that, for me, it's starting to look like, let me focus my energy on black people. Now, whatever comes out of that shit comes out of that shit. And it ain't like I'm saying fuck everybody else, but I love and focus on black people that much that nothing else matters to me other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cause I love I, that. That's- I, I, I've been peeping like just even, even you like, I see your tweets and sometimes they be funny, but they be real as shit too. Like, uh, damn, it was one that you posted and I ended up like posting and seeing other people sharing it. I was like, damn, that's so crazy. Like this, you know, this nigga's like a comedian and he funny and shit, but then he had like some really like dope shit to say and people caught on to it. So yeah, man, that, that's the same thing I've been on. Like rather than, you know, cause I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a protest type nigga. I just don't be out at protests and shit. But at the same time, I know that I heal motherfuckers. So yeah. when you out at the protest, you come to me for the healing and then you, you replenish to go back and do your duty or what, what you feel your duty to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, nah, I ain't been, I don't, I don't go to protest. I've been, to, I went to one protest one time that was Occupy Oakland. Uh, and there was too many white people out there and yeah. it just, it made me feel like I was like, hold up, this ain't. I don't think they, they real, they honest about this situation. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like I know a bunch of motherfuckers that got student loan debt, but all of a sudden because you can't pay your student loans now, it's like we we hitting the streets, we mad, the anger, the, and it's like, yo, like it just felt weird. And now this one also felt weird. I've also worked security before and i'm like yo i don't really i don't get down with massive large crowds dog i swear i felt the same way and it's kind of triggering for me because i think about new orleans and like being in mardi gras somebody shooting us or like just some crazy shit and it's like i don't want to be in that kind of space and i don't care what it's for like and that's just being real with you like that shit ain't comfortable for me yeah it's 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 i don't think it's it's but those people don't have that mind, that mindset. They just, they want to, for one, I think a lot of people just wanted to get out the house. I think uh, so too. Um, I went think- to the one in West Hollywood and um, it felt more like a pride than it did a fucking, like me and my friend Brandy, we kind of just rolled around there and just see what was going on. And we was like, man, this shit feels weird. Cause it's like, you know, it's supposed to be for George Floyd, but then you got people in like leather chaps and shit. Like, yeah, you know. and it just felt like it was a celebration of something, yeah. but it was like nothing has been gained, or it felt like the cause for it was lost. And I, I got a black woman that I've been with for 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 forever. Now I love her to death, and she's we have so many like pillow talk conversations, and I love like being able to have that those conversations with her so i've looked at the whole george floyd situation differently because i'm like yo brianna taylor is still there still sandra bland this isn't about one black man this is about 
all of us. Right. All, all of us. So I don't want to hear, I don't want to be disrespectful to George Floyd, but it is bigger than him. And just putting that, putting his name on there, I feel is going to give a lot of people uh, a way out once that certain situation and case is resolved. And it's like, and that's how we get back to having to protest and do these marches is because we'll, over time, people will be like, oh, okay, it's good. Well, we went out for George Floyd, blah, blah, blah. And then another nigga will die. Right. We see, we keep seeing it. It ain't stopped. Right. So it has to be bigger than George Floyd. It has to be something that's, that's concrete. And I believe, you know, just doing your podcast, being a happy black man and, and, and living your life the way you see fit is a protest. That's because it. that's what the opposition is really upset about. They upset that we are free and happy. We are able to have opportunities that they don't believe we should have. Man, I, I agree with you, like, for real. And it, it's funny because I told somebody earlier today, like, you know, the, the other side wants to create black hurt and I'm trying to create black joy, you know? So, yeah, man. And, and I see you doing the same thing too. Like, like I said, I, I see some of your stuff that you started to gear like to the times and it's like, it's funny, but it's meaningful and it's purposeful. And that's, that's dope to see, man. Oh uh, yeah, man. I, I, that's why I love myself. I, I told you, I, I yeah. really do, myself, man. I was just, uh, before COVID, I had, uh, we went up to Portland to do a, a comedy festival and I stayed with my white homie and one of my boys who's a comedian. He was like, damn, cause my boy, he got like a Tesla. He got a nice house. He got all this lovely shit. He was like, bruh, like, he was like, bruh, you know, white, he like, bruh, I didn't know you knew white people like this. <laughs> the white homie literally goes snowboarding every day. Oh, wow. Snowboarding every day. Like that was his shit. Yeah. So he was, Right? He was like, bro, the way you be talking is like, I didn't know you like you like knew white people like this. And I'm like, that's funny because the reason why we cool is because I talk to him just the way I talk to you. I don't Man. I don't no punches. So they know you know where I'm at. It's like right. bro, I white people, but I also gotta speak on the shit I see and live. Yeah. And if, if you can't handle that, bro, then we can't I really can't rock with you. Because that's that you let me know that something about <laughs> my hardships bothers you in a way that you really don't want to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like I can say this shit, but I also under I understand that yo, I can treat everybody cool, but hey, if you white, I gotta let you know, like yo, you know, you better look at yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, as you should, as we should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, keep doing this podcast, man. We just gotta be happy. I'm hearing a lot of motherfuckers uh, talking about these black athletes going to HBCUs, and uh, I like that idea. I just wish it was more thought out because yeah. uh, I don't like giving money to just like foundations and, and shit like that. I think you should just give it to a black person that you actually know and invest in their dreams. Um, but I also feel like HBCUs 
if we can if we can get top athletes, then we also have to really invest in uh, the facilities that's provided. Yeah, because like we went to we went to nice HBCUs. Absolutely, yeah. But I also went to Grambling State. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was a stark difference. Right? Yeah, and it's just like yo, like we we gotta build these communities. Also, like I do, I honestly do feel like these top entertainers and pe- black people uh, could could donate time to these universities. It's like, you know, Dr. Dre, you can go do master class on the master class site, but you can also dip into, you know, Virginia Union. I agree with you on that real, for sure. Real tr- real tricks. You know, like th- these are the times where we have to band together uh, in all the fields. And I only know that because I read about like the Harlem Renaissance and shit. Hey, man, I'm so, you know, since we're talking about it, I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there, too. But, you know, I was feeling like, what if, like, all black therapists took, like, a week out of every month to, like, give free therapy to black people, you know what I mean? Or anything, like, anything of that nature where we give back, where it don't have to just be a dollar, you know what I mean? It don't just have to be money. Like you said, time can be more important than money. Time is always more important. I learned that from Bill Russell. Yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah it's it's a lot of work that has to take place and i think you know if if the focus was shifted from trying to fight this to actually trying to heal this then you know we may like we we could heal ourselves so much that we may never experience racism again I mean, we're going to heal ourselves so much that racism ain't going to matter. That's, and that's more what I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, ain't going to be no it, more. It, 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 feel, it, feel like, it feel like a toxic relationship where you just in a bad relationship with a motherfucker that don't want to change. And it's like, what you going to do? You going to stick around and just, like, you like abuse? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to get the fuck, heal yourself, and move the fuck on? Yeah, and it's 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 it sucks. And when I see them videos, it sucks because I be seeing niggas try to use so much restraint, and yeah. uh, that's when niggas get logical and shit. And I'm like, bro, just sock this person, sock this, sock this motherfucker, because that is the truth. They wilding because there ain't no consequence, bro. Yeah. By that the other day, I was like, hey man. When a kid, they always use that shit. When a kid touches the stove, when the fire's on, they learn a lesson that that's hot. Don't do that again. Yeah. If I could keep touching the stove with no consequence, I'm going to keep doing that shit. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't believe in violence because I definitely do. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, hey, I, I... I watch a lot of boxing, man. They say protect yourself at all times. Yeah. And, and you know, the one thing about boxing is you can do, you have, there's so many strategies you can do, but one of the main strategies is you got to defend yourself. Right. So when it's coming at you, you got to learn how to defend yourself. 
we don't defend ourselves. We literally sit there and look at videos, like look at police, everybody else around us, like somebody do something. It's like at some point in time, you got, you're going to have to throw that punch. Whether it land or not, you got to let people know you're willing to fight. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm loving this time. I'm ready. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Man, where can the people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Pappy Van Johnson, P-A-P-P-Y, Van Johnson. Uh, I got a, I got Revolt TV playing my, my stand-up right now. Okay. All the time, yeah. Lord, you know you're the first famous person on my podcast. Oh, man, what do you know? <laughs> the pleasure's all yours, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love that because, like, I'm, like, I'm in barbershops now. Okay. Yeah, and you know that's crazy to think, like, I'm in barbershops now, but I've also been, like, it's not crazy. Yeah. This is what we do this shit for. Absolutely. Work you work, and that next thing you know, you're gonna have some notoriety. You're gonna have some TV time. You're gonna be doing the shit that you dreamed about. Yeah, but we're gonna be good, man. Any little niggas that need some guidance, tutelage, um, I'm always there. That's the crazy thing. Like, I just like talking to people because you learn a lot. You can give a lot of game, and that's really what we need. I don't. You you remember me from school. I'm not a real, uh, <laughs> what do they call it, a formal education type nigga. Yeah. I've always loved word of mouth and, you know, sit down sessions and chop it up because you learn so much shit. And that's really why I even wound up in New Orleans. I was a Cali nigga. True. Yeah. I was, I was a Cali nigga and I loved Cali and shit was real popping. But I was like, yo, this don't feel like. This is how all of life is. And I need to see something different. I need to experience something different. So I challenged my, my way of life. And I feel like I'm very much better for it. I'm doing podcasts now. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's why I say challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. You grow. Like you said, it's hard work. But at the end of the day, when you do something that you really believe in you get to see the fruits of your labor and uh oh that's what i would recommend to every nigga go buy a plant go buy not even a plant go get a seed and some in a pot and some dirt it's funny you say that because that's actually where i was going after this i'm going to buy a plant so yeah yeah because you know you water that thing and and you know you like man when this shit gonna pop up and then that little that little that little bit of that little bit of leaf come up and you be like oh shit you keep watering and some months a year later it's a big ass plant and you like yo you under then you start realizing the work and the time to grow for anything to grow yeah so you start growing with it you know when you water your plant. You go water yourself. You go, you got to nourish the plant. You got to, you understand, I got to nourish myself. So it's like. That's real, man. Yeah. You don't got to have a, a child, a, a dog to, <laughs> to understand that. I still got my dog, man. I, I ain't know the niggas. Wow. 
That's what's up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he did it because I ain't. That's like 15, well, not 15. That's about 10, 10 12 years though. Yeah, yeah. And he ain't been to the vet since the oh, first. Wow. He been in all types of uh, situations that you probably shouldn't have a pug in, but <laughs> he's still here. He's still still stumbling. He actually real healthy. That's what's and up. He got a son now. He got a son now. Wow. This shit is so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> That's a trip, man. Yeah. So watching something grow that you take care of and you understand how, having to do that, I think it, it, it changes you. Yeah. It definitely. Because, you know, you just, you, 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 put that, you put that time in and you get to see a result. That's yeah. more instant than I guess uh your career. That's real, man. That's real as fuck. Shit. Well, I appreciate you coming through, Pap. I appreciate you having me, man. Is we gonna take more breaths together? Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's the only breaths, man. But I appreciate you coming through. I appreciate y'all listening. This is Mike Brown and this is the art of letting go. Peace. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think as well. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go Podcast. Also, you can send me an email, The Art of Letting Go Podcast at gmail.com or give us a call. Leave a message. We might play it on the show. 213 213- three nine four two seven seven three also if you would like to support the art of letting go we got some really cool merch as well as we're now on patreon you can find us the art of letting go podcast subscribe to us thank you guys for listening this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go